0: the nation Such a strange vibration
1: we all know that, flower power in the 1960s. But what was it really like? In Ireland, the 60s started somewhere around 1965 or 66 and ended abruptly in 1973. For those of us who are survivors of that time, the main problem we're faced with is trying to decide whether the 60s was a wonderfully exciting renaissance of creativity or whether it was just that we were all young.
0: If you come. To San will be loving day. In
1: 1965 I walked through the front gate of Trinity College as a 19-year-old freshman wearing a sports jacket and grey flannel trousers with turn-ups, a short back and sides, and a bald chin. The 23-year-old who walked out through that gate in 1969 with a second-class honours degree was a very different person. He had shoulder-length hair and a beard and wore a long black cloak with a gold lining over knee-length black leather boots. His most important baggage was a collection of ideas, values and tastes that were to last into the 90s. He was almost completely a 60s product. This is the story of that transformation, the story of the music that accompanied it, the story of the 60s.
2: Well, I'm a king bee Buzzing around your house Well, I'm a king bee, baby Buzzing around your Yeah, I can make honey, baby, let me come inside. Well, I'm a king, baby, want you to be my queen. Well, I'm a king, babe, baby, want you to be my Together we can make honey The world has never seen well. Yeah, I can buzz better, baby When you're
1: Much more than music happened in those four years, from 65 to 69, but music was always there. Background music, foreground music. Music is the main form of articulation of a generation that was changing things, and was quite aware of the fact that it was changing things. Music was there when Daniel Cohn-Bondi manned the barricades in Paris, when Bernadette Devlin led civil rights marches, when we stood outside the American embassy, getting our pictures taken by CIA agents, as we chanted, Hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids you kill today? Music was there on the summer night when the first man walked on the moon. There was music when we drank our pints, smoked our joints, debated Marxist theory, made love on mattresses on the floor, when we woke up and when we went to sleep. We even meditated to music. it came from America, from black blues guitarists in the southern states. There was Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee and Blind Lemon Jefferson. Without them, there could have been no Elvis Presley, no Beatles, no Rolling Stones. We acknowledged our debt to them. We played their albums, which I think we called LPs, and we were purists. We liked the real thing. And the realest thing of them all was, and is, John Lee Hooker. Is a little
3: down door A dirty ground hogging Been rooting round my back door catch rooting, In the church and rooting i men Lord, he won't root down no more me every morning when I leave home yes he's standing and he watch me every morning when I leave home then when I leave home in the morning yes he hangs around Me some told frog I'm going to me I'm going to put it all together, I'm going to mix it up together, I'm going to whip it all up good, I'm going to kill that old dirty groundhog. I bet you my bottom dollar then, man, You won't rule down no more.
1: John Lee Hooker was not a 60s musician. He was there before and he is there afterwards. But he's an essential part of the garden in which the flower power germinated and blossomed. At the time, the Beatles were not central to our music culture. To most of us, they were pop, not rock, though I'm not sure that we used those words to make the distinction at the time. The Stones were different. They were, and are, at the heart of rock and reflected its blues beginnings. We even forgave them for being English at a time when we knew the cultural centre of the world was in Northern California. And me, what was I doing at the time? Some of the details are a little blurred by time and mind-altering substances. Most of all, I remember a sense of excitement and something close to a feeling of power. We were aware of the fact that we were the counterculture, and that it was changing things. I am still convinced of this today, despite all the evidence to the contrary, but today the emphasis has changed a little. Back then, when we said counterculture, the emphasis was on counter on the revolutionary, seditious aspect of it. In hindsight, the culture part of it is more significant. Despite all the anarchy and incoherence, the Sixties did spawn something that has to be recognized as a culture. The struggle to change things took place on many different battlefields—the music, Mary Quant and the miniskirt, the politics, Stuart Brand and his Whole Earth Catalogue, experiments in free love and communal living. Susan Sontag and Andy Warhol. They integrated into a world so complete that you could live in it without reference to any other world. We weren't clones of each other, but we were united when we acknowledged that we were all doing the same thing, the thing that some Californian christened with the awful Californian phrase subverting the dominant paradigm.
3: Just where I'm going
2: But I'm going to try
3: For the kingdom if I can Cause it makes me feel like I'm a man
1: Most people associate drugs with the 60s and that association is normally disapproving. It's true that drugs were much more acceptable then. Many of them were not even illegal at the beginning of the 60s, partly because the law had not yet heard about them. And some very respectable people were doing them. Aldous Huxley wrote up his experiments with mescaline and Dr Timothy Leary enthused about LSD. Clinical psychologists used hallucinogens to try and cure disorders in their patients. Very few working-class people took drugs. It was mainly musicians, artists and academics. Certainly, drug consumption in Ireland in the 60s was only a fraction of what it is in the 90s. But the people we really looked down on were heavy drinkers. We called them juice heads.
2: to try I'm going to try to notify my life
0: cause when the blood begins to flow when it shoots up the as neck
4: Dog take
3: a walk. I guess that I just don't know. I guess that I just don't
1: know. I met a woman from San Francisco with waist-length hair, and fell in love with her. She was a hippie. I was a proto-hippie. My hair was getting longer. My clothes were getting weirder, and people were starting to point at me on Grafton Street and whisper to each other. Then, in the early summer of 1967, I got on a plane for my first visit to the United States. I fell asleep during the long flight, was driven to an apartment, and fell asleep again. When I woke up and stepped out into the bright morning sunshine, I was on Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley, California. It was the start of the summer of love, and Telegraph Avenue was the main drag of the whole world. Nobody pointed or whispered. They smiled a lot and called me man and offered me odd things to eat and drink and smoke. For the first time in a long time, I felt at home.
5: by twenty hounds, didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around. Set out run, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. I get home before daylight, just my get some sleep tonight. Ran into the devil, baby, lonely. I've but I'd take my time A friend of the devil is a friend of mine I ain't home before daylight Just might get some sleep Tonight Got two reasons why I cry A lonely night The first one's named Sweet Anne Marie And she's my heart's delight Second one is prison baby The sheriff's on my trail And if he catches up
1: In 1964, Ken Kesey and a busload of oddballs had made an acid drenched voyage across the United States, and Tom Wolfe had written a book about it called The Electric Kool Aid Acid Test. About the same time, the Grateful Dead, who were then called the Warlocks, were developing a new music ready for the summer of love. A promoter of genius called Bill Graham had dropped out to produce theatre with the politically radical San Francisco mime troupe. Other revolutionaries, like the Diggers, who were an anarchist group, maintained that money was dead, along with other more obvious things like church and state. They proved their point by providing meals, which were free because they were yours, man, at their famous digger feeds, A strange guy called Stuart Brand, who was into, of all things, computers, was contemplating buying his first houseboat in Sausalito. By 1966, word had gone out, and the Bay Area was attracting hundreds of new pilgrims every day. The focus was moving from the Hayton Ashbury area of downtown San Francisco and the old Beat Cafes, to the University Town of Berkeley, across the Bay Bridge. The scene was set for the Summer of Love. All it needed was for me to stumble jet-lagged off a plane in early June.
0: Let's go to home
1: I spent the summer of 67 in Berkeley in an incoherent round of talk and music, bright colours, love, and, yes, flowers. I met GIs on furlough from Vietnam and tried to persuade them to make love, not war. I talked to black people about black power, and acid heads about acid power, and vegetarians about veggie power. And then I had to head back for the autumn university term in a grey city called Dublin. I have a videotape of Woodstock, I never got to Woodstock. But even today, I take that tape out from time to time and watch it carefully, freeze framing now and again to check if just maybe I am there somewhere in the audience and it's just that I've forgotten about it.
4: Give me an F! F. Give me a U! Give me a C! Give me a K! What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? spell? Well, come on, all of you big, strong men. Uncle Sam needs your help again. Got himself in a terrible jam way down yonder in Vietnam. Put down your books and pick up a gun. We're gonna have a whole lot of fun. And it's one, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn. The next stop is Vietnam. Five six seven open up the pearly gates. Well, there ain't no time to wonder why. We All gonna die. Now come on Wall Street, don't be slow. I man this is war a go-go. There's plenty of good money to be made. Supplying the army with the tools of the trade. Just hope and pray that if they drop the bomb, they drop it on a Viet And it's one, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me. I do Stop in Vietnam, and it's five, six, seven. Open up the pearly gates. Well, I ain't no time to wonder why we all gonna die. Now, come on, generals, let's move fast. Your big chance is here at last. Now, you can go out and get those reds, because the only good commie is one instead. And you know that peace can only be one. When they blow them all, the kingdom come Sing it. One, two, three, what are you fighting for? People, I don't know how you expect to ever stop the war If you can't sing any better than that There's about 300,000 of you fuckers out there I want you to start singing Come on And it's one, two, three What are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn The next stop is Vietnam And it's five, six, seven Open up the gaze gates Well, I ain't no time to wonder why Whoopee! We're all gonna die now, come on, mothers, throughout the land, pack your boys off to Vietnam. Come on, fathers, don't hesitate. But send your sons off before it's too late. Be the first one on your block to have your boy come home in a box, all right. One, two, three, what are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a down. The next stop is Vietnam. And it's five, six, seven, open up curly gates. Well, ain't no time. Of all, the all right.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, country Joe McDonald. Volume, please.
1: The summer of love failed to last. Flower power carried within it the seeds of its own destruction. Some experts say that it all came to an end in the Bay Area on the day in 1969 at a Rolling Stones concert at the Altamont Speedway, when the security guards who were, as tradition demanded, Hell's Angels, murdered a member of the audience. A dream of innocence and trust died with him. Certainly, things were different when I returned. People were dying of drug overdoses, and attitudes were changing to mind chemicals. Black people would not discuss black power with their white brother any more. They called me Honky and walked away. The best and the brightest of the pilgrims who had drifted in in 66 were drifting out by 69. They were setting up communes in New Mexico, draft dodging in Vancouver, or growing organic marijuana in Oregon. The centre could not hold. Of course, hippies lived on. A lot of us will probably, here's a strange thought, live to see another new age when the millennium comes around and the counterculture, or at least some aspects of it, seemed to somehow relish its own demise. It was so iconoclastic that it even mocked its own heroes and heroines. The late Frank Zappa and his Mothers of Invention, a band of quite indescribable genius, were busy tearing up the icons even before the paint had dried on them.
7: On Owsley's floor Walked past the wig store Danced at the Fillmore I'm completely stoned I'm hippy and I'm trippy I'm a gypsy on my own I'll stay a week and get the crabs And take a bus back home I'm really just a phony But forgive me cause I'm stoned phony hippies me, Psychedelic dungeons popping up on every street.
0: Go to San Francisco. How I love
7: you, how I love you, how I love you, how I love you, Frisco. How I love you, how I love you, how I love you, how I love you. Oh, my hair is getting good in the back. Every town must have a place where phony hippies meet Psychedelic dungeons popping up on every street Go to San
0: Francisco
7: First I'll buy some beads And then perhaps a leather band to go around my head Some feathers and bells And a book of Indian lore I will ask the Chamber of Commerce how to get to Haight Street and smoke an awful lot of guilt. I will wander around barefoot. I will have a psychedelic gleam in my eye at all times. I will love everyone. I will love the police as they kick the shit out of me on the street. I will sleep... I will go to a house. That's what I will do. I will go to a house where there's a rock and roll band because the groups all live together. And I will join a rock and roll band I will be their road manager And I will stay there with them And I will get the crabs But I won't care Because
1: The thread of iconoclasm and satire, which Frank Zappa epitomized, ran through the 60s culture on this side of the Atlantic as well. It came out of some sort of a search for balance in a rapidly changing world. Hedonism was balanced by idealism, pomposity punctured by humour. Objectivity had to be inoculated into the madness. The English analogue for the Mothers of Invention was the Bonzo Dog Band. This band was originally called the Bonzo Dog Dada Band, then the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, then the Bonzo Dog Band. The progression is significant. They were a bunch of English art students impressed by Dadaism. They embraced Dada's anarchic humour, applied it to what was going on around them, and produced an extraordinary album called The Donut in Granny's Greenhouse, which defiled the holiest places of 60s culture with the track Can Blue Men Sing the Whites? (laughs)
7: Get a massage, maybe lose a little fat So I have to go downtown in my brand new Cadillac My valley comes to dress with me, I love a big cigar Because
0: I like to look like Nimrod when I'm riding in my car
7: Come mm-hmm. do the white, i have
6: I'll change out my dark gray mohair suit, pull on my dirty jeans The man comes round to pick me up, I'll hell
4: hello boys I gotta mess my hair up, gotta make some noise Blue, blue
6: men sing the wine, so all the heavy
4: are singing Ladies and gentlemen, we judgment about to do? It was a number of nines, very lucky for us, during the
3: depression when everybody was very depressed. Oh,
0: and for... <laughs> Help. Oh.
1: Street or satirical, Rock music was the main line of artistic expression in the 60s. But there was other music, too. Joan Byers sang one night in the Trinity Folk Club, and Joe Heaney was a regular. I'd never heard Shannos before, and I sat on the floor, drinking a bottle of white wine by the neck, and developed an addiction for the elegant power of the singing which has never left me. At lunchtime we ate sandwiches of cold beef and brown sauce in a Donahue's pub in Marion Row, and listen to the original Dubliners, live, and for free. I was there on the fringes of the folk music revival. I got to some gigs, others I missed. I'm sorry I missed the weekend session in the basement of Downing's House in Prosperous, where an album was cut, which is also called Prosperous, because this was arguably the most important single session of the whole folk music revival in Ireland. It launched the career of an obscure ballad singer called Christy Moore and saw the formation of a group called Planksty. Nowadays, I live close to Downing's house, and its owner, Andrew Rin, the man who made that historic session happen, is a friend of mine. The basement is exactly as it was on that weekend in 1972, when the Prosperous album was cut. I've fantasies about getting them all back together and producing another album in the same place. I think I'd call it middle-aged and prosperous.
6: So play the drum slowly Play the voice slowly Sound the dead
4: march
6: As ye carry him along And over his coffin Throw a bunch of white laurel For he's a young soldier Cut down in his cries Oh, mother, dear mother, come sit ye down by me. Sit ye down by me and pity my sad plight. For me body is injured and sadly disordered. I'll buy a young girdle, me own heart's delight. So play the drum slowly And play the fife slowly Sound the dead march As you carry him along And over his coffin Throw a bunch of white laurel For he's a young soldier Cut down in his prime.
1: It seems to me that there were these two threads of folk music and rock music twining their way through the fabric of the 60s and that musicians were always trying to integrate them to bridge the gap. They nearly always failed. But there was one man who didn't even try and he succeeded brilliantly right from the beginning.
5: With your mercury mouth the missionary times, and your eyes like smoke, and your prayers like rhymes, and your silver cross, and your voice like chimes, oh, who do they think could be?
1: I don't really like to be predictable, and I did toy with the idea of trying to tell the story of the 60s and its music without mentioning Bob Dylan. Unfortunately, it can't be done. He is the zeitgeist, and he will always be there to haunt us. Most cultural movements end in a period of florid decadence. They attempt to fend off the inevitable by going a little over the top. The megawatt English band Pink Floyd arrived rather neatly to fulfill this prophecy with long, loud baroque rock Visiting the 60s is in many ways an uncomfortable thing to do. It's a bit like going back and trying to sleep on the bed in which, decades ago, you once lost your virginity. But it's also a compulsion, like picking a scab. I'm compelled by curiosity. So many of the ideas which are important to me today were born in those brief, bright years. Yes, bright. Looking back with perspective, it seems to me that the 60s were a narrow beam of light which illuminated the century between the grayness of post-war austerity and the grayness of post-oil crisis recession. And yes, I have to say it, the grayness of today.